Vinny, Vinny, uh, I gotta give you credit, man. You, you, you speak less, but when you come in, it's with the fire. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I forgot what you no said comment. already, but it was funny. That was a nine eleven yeah, joke. It's the only kind oh, yeah. of no. because <laughs> you know, you know, Rabsef is the mad Arab of Boone. It's true. I, uh, I have a tendency to run into. I don't know where I was going with that. You get it. Blowing something up. about. Something about black Build. Israelites. That's can we get back to the black right. Israelites? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the black Israelites stand out on the corner every Sunday and do like a podcast. And I got a number of notes for them. The first How of dare which is they? No, I cannot find their podcast by searching what I would imagine to be the terms associated with it and their like clapboard <laughs> sign. Oh, are you just searching like black Israelite podcast? Yeah, yeah, in my, you know, in insert local area, right? Like that's oh, okay. That makes as sense. you might imagine, like the black Israelites of where I live or whatever. Um, and they have this clapboard sign that has like really small writing on it and a really detailed print of like a lion and another lion and some grasslands. And that really obscures the text from being read effectively. So I'm really not receiving a lot of their messaging. And I feel like they could better position themselves to, to communicate that. You're getting the line message really, pretty strong. The, the left can't meme. But I, I don't associate them with like the, the left, of course. Yeah, I don't it's know not, what they are. I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I'm, I got really distracted during that story because I'm watching Andy put together his $400 mic like watching my child play with my phone. <laughs> Without a screen same protector, le- the on it. same level of stress. <laughs> the other note I have, just to finish this thought, because Please. these are things that I actually have thought and like have had. I see them every Sunday, so like I am pretty, pretty interested in getting these things communicated to them. But I don't know how to say it to them. I went by one Sunday, and there was this dude who happened to be black as well spazzing out of his mind on heroin next to them on the ground, like on the concrete of the sidewalk. And I just thought, you know, your persistence with your podcast rather than helping that guy right next to you (laughs) is a little telling and maybe suggests that you don't have all of your community's interests in mind, at least when you're when you're doing this show. And I will admit the show may take precedence right then. Maybe they help that guy 45 minutes later. I think he had probably left by then, but those are my my two big notes for them. Better, this better signage. Fella, another another black Israelite. Yes, yeah, the same OD. one. Yeah, well, he wasn't an, he, he wasn't with them, but he happened to be black, so he fit one of the two criteria for being a black Israelite. Andy, I think you need to put the microphone to your mouth or something, or turn it up to where <laughs> your your, your mouth. Your little probably soft. the level super low. Wow. Super also, low. So we just saw right. Josh. The, is I the, think is that better? Yeah, uh, a bit. Um, is the is this better? That's good. Yeah, that's hard. Anyways, um, so black Israelites. Yeah. Um, how's, Do you guys uh, have those there? We don't. I. I it's they're pretty. It's pretty rare. Um, the the closest thing in Asia to black Israelites are those people in japan which is uh more than you might expect you would expect zero but that believe that like moses was japanese or like moses visited japan jesus uh, too right there's like jesus depictions jesus of jesus too. being yeah, there. yeah 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 so um the uh 
that is an outgrowth of like others who say that he visited like India during that sort of 30 years of <clears throat> silence and, and, you know, studied yoga or whatever, maybe. Um, but anyways, but it, that, that, that's like the closest analog I can think of to black Israelites. And they don't have the same sort of passion and they don't have the clapboards and everything like that. So far as I know, um, you got to get the clapboards. It's a lot of passion. <laughs> you do. You do. What about those, uh, the, the cult that, well, I shouldn't call it a cult cause I don't know really anything about it, but the group minority religious Abe, group. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The minority religious group that Abe was associated with. Well, so, I mean, like the reason he was like killed, like, right, right. Like the reason he was killed was because of the, the Moonies. It wasn't because of, I mean, you know, so yeah, it called, but I mean, like it, it's, you know, um, not that un unknown or whatever, but he was also affiliated with some like Japanese, like some sort of like right wing groups that might fall under that, you know, there's some sort of like, um, spiritual element to it japan's religious environment is a, a real mystery to me um and obviously mm. i don't i don't live there i've barely even been there um so but speaking of cults cordis has launched some pretty interesting things on urbit and that's what i think we want to you know definitely spend some time talking about so yeah what's new so solid solid transition way to throw it back <laughs> at me <laughs> <laughs> no, well, so the, the last time, the last time we spoke, and you're yeah. you're the first time. I I don't even know if we've ever had anybody else on twice, and now this is your third time talking to us. And obviously, we appreciate that. But the last time we spoke, you were transitioning from your nine to five or nine to nine or whatever it was, and you wanted to hoon, and you had some ideas. Um, and then I don't remember if you had hit with Orca yet, but I mean, like, you know, I mean, there's been, there's been a pace. So just tell us about the last like year or so of your life. Yeah, it's been an interesting time. And I, I feel like at this late hour of that year, we're in mid August now, um, we're still finding the stride that will carry us into the future, but I don't feel like I'm stumbling anymore. So Transitioning from what was a career in corporate America to doing Hoon, to running a software shop, was not just a change in the activity that I'm doing, but a change in like how you perceive of that activity. Like when you're, I, I had never been an entrepreneur before. And so I don't really know, I didn't know at least the, all of the things that were required of that and what you need to do to keep a company solvent and think about future for that company and like designing a plan for the future and road mapping that to your team and everything. And so all of those things have been in discovery and are still being discovered by me and the team that now exists. And part of that team is with us today, Sagram Savlak. Uh, the other team member, Wickrum, Wickrun is, uh, another great hooner in the space. And those people have joined along that year's time. But so anyway, so what has this year been like? It's been a process of learning how to run a company effectively. Um, and it's been a process of finding how we can keep the company solvent by and through producing software that is needed in a variety of ways. So that second one, I think is the, probably the most interesting thing. Um, I think right now, most of the 
operations on orbit are working through one of two means. Uh, either they've sought outside investment for what they expect to be a value add proposition in the future. So we see that with like Akbar, for instance, uh, mm-hmm. or they are producing software either for the foundation who is making grants themselves or through, I don't, I might be using the wrong terms here because they kind of have two terms for these different kinds of arrangements. But I know that Holium, for instance, has just brought to uh, the table several bounties. That's the term for those uh, where they're going to have a star available for the produ- production of some software and pay some extra bonus if it's done within a certain time frame. So this is ostensibly at least an external organization needing some software built in Hoon and then paying people to build that that thing in Hoon. Um, and Cordis is in that latter category. We, ne- we haven't sought outside investment yet, so we are still operating on the products that we build and the revenue that they can create specifically. Um, and we're starting to branch out into, this is the most current update then, we're starting to branch out into finding customers for the production of Hoon software outside of just the foundation, outside of like Urbit insiders who want to get into the space. So mm. we've gone from, to finish this, to tie the story out, we've gone from me producing software in the time that I had spare against the job that I had outside of Hoon uh, to producing software at, I think, an increasing clip and also with an increasing level of quality, expanding a team, the team from just me to another very, you know, a, a, a group of very competent people to facilitate all of the different, you know, parts of work that we need done. And now we're looking at ways to expand the business by gathering additional revenue through new resources. Mm. That's a very boring description, I realize, but that's really how well, I've been I mean, thinking it, about it, it lately. I'd say it's mature, right? I mean, it's a, it's a real, it's a proper, proper company. Um, so, so Sagram, how did you kind of get, get wrapped into that? Um, you know, obviously there's, there's kind of, this is, I see it as an outgrowth of Dalton and some of the stuff that, you know, Rapsef was doing there, but um, kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, how, how you've been doing it and maybe wrap in a little bit. Cause I think you also did a career change into coding um, or, you know, kind of being a professional programmer. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, kind of to your last point, I didn't go to school for this stuff. I kind of am now in a few ways, but uh, not in undergrad. Uh, so yeah, I was kind of self-taught boot camps, things like that. And I was working in a few different dev shops in New York um, and um, I didn't like the way a lot of stuff was being run in those uh, establishments and the quality of the products was, I thought, lacking in the developer experience. Um, so I went off on my own and went uh, freelance um, and I did that for about five years and moved out of New York. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple of years back, I found Urbit just through, you know, the tech world and stuff like that. And kind of funny, you mentioned uh, Rabsef's appearances. I think it was his second appearance, not the Dalton one, the second one. Um, I was mowing my lawn last year uh, or 2021, I guess it was early 2021. Listening to that episode, I just kind of discovered Urbit not long before that. And then he was talking about Hooniverse or it was called Hooniverse at the time, right? Or Hooniversity. Um, 
And, you know, I was kind of dwindling down on a couple of freelance projects and listening to this podcast. I was like, what? This is like this crazy shit these people are talking about. And it's like hitting all the right notes for what I want to do with technology. And, you know, it's kind of uh, it attaches into some principles I have about, you know, personal sovereignty and things like that. And um, it was all just kind of building up in my head. And I found Dalton, got involved there a little bit. And then um, I was, you know, kind of like Rob Seth was doing, I was kind of doing some some work with them nights and weekends and stuff and then you know around the time that Cordis was was forming i was able to transition to this full time and uh it's just been kind of a wild ride to to start from you know hearing about this tech stack that seems like this dream you know dream technology that also connects to all these philosophical interests i have and then to to be working with the you know the guy that i was listening to talk about the stuff to begin with was uh just been kind of an amazing experience Oh my yeah. God, we shipped you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Now kiss. So have the fans, you know. They know. Yeah. You're either a Rabsef Sagram or a Rabsef Wickram, and there's a <laughs> tight divide there, you know what I mean? Both valid moon names too, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the shirt, uh, man. Who is best Hooner? Um, the, uh, and, and, and like... <laughs> So it, are are you guys all hooning or what? Do, how do you kind of divide up um, back end, front end? You know. Well, I think our ultimate goal is that we're all producing hoon software and supporting the front end development. I, you know, Vinny has a background in. Uh, I just realized I don't know if I had used your proper name or not. So, I was going to uh, say it's fine to do that. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I guess you're a name. Uh, oh, yeah, his slave name. Word, I shouldn't oh. say. So, yeah, it, yeah. it forces um, me into good behaviors. <laughs> right. Otherwise, you'd just be a criminal, right? <laughs> like a monster, <laughs> yeah. Without your name being present. Um, Vinny has a background in doing front-end design in JavaScript that helps us, well, full-stack development in JavaScript, but that helps us implement... Right our front-end design as we need. So we've utilized him a lot in that space, but you're also going through the App School Live with uh, uh, Neil right now. And, you know, I want to see all of us capable of producing things in Hoon independently so that we can bring... And this will... I, I will flag that there's like a vision for what Cordis is doing here that relates to this idea, but... I want everyone to be doing Hoon so that we can start expressing ourselves in Hoon and I finding and isolating and building out the ideas that we see that are uh, available to us in the geography of like what Hoon affords for us, what the orbit landscape affords for us. So yeah. the, the vision, just the the vision thing uh, for Cordis is something like all of us come to orbit through one or another of the promises that Urbit affords us. So like you may be enticed by the idea of pseudonymity with consequences, or maybe you're enticed by the idea of the simplification, the simplification of the networking protocol or the strangeness of the language or a number of other factors. But those, those promises don't just get built by them being promises, someone has to go out there and do the work to, to make those promises real for people. And the, the second level promises more specifically too. So like identity is baked into the OS and the people who are developing the OS at its core have already solved that problem. But what are the second order consequences of having identity baked into the system? And then who is going to build 
those like implicit promises to make sure that the users can experience those things. And that's kind of where mm. I'm starting to shape Portis's vision. I don't know if that makes a ton of sense yeah. right away, but that's what we want to do. Yeah. Is it, yeah. And it's just the three of you guys, or do you um, have some other sort of people that you bring in from time to time? We definitely rely on the kindness of non-strangers uh, throughout the urban mm -hmm. network. So, like, Litnab Maltip has done a lot of work for us in helping prepare visuals and um, layouts and design. And uh, we've worked with Talkrex Holpen before to get our logo, mm -hmm. for instance. Um, mm -hmm. And, and you know, there's, there's a lot of developers out there who just will kindly support us and, you know, do code. Right. I get... There's this one guy, and I can never remember his Pat P, but he will DM me once every six months with like a, a scathing review of some portion of code that I've written. And he'll be like, it should be right. like this. I don't know why you're doing it this bad way, <laughs> but please don't do it that bad way anymore. And right. I love that guy. Like, that's my favorite right. DM. He's aesthetically offended by uh, <laughs> how, you, how you're doing it. The... Um and and as far as like, are you sort of set up as an LLC or a DAO or how, how are you kind of doing those nuts and bolts? So I I am set up as an LLC right now, but Cordis is not. We're acting as contractors presently against right. like my ultimate company. Um, so that's that's just how that's working out. But eventually, I think that we. You know, we, we've taken inroads with some attorneys to get that started, and we can finish mm -hmm. that whenever the time is right. Right. And I don't really know what that time is, but I think it's something like when we start seeking some of that external investment, too. Right. If right. we do that. The, yeah. Beyond, beyond the, like, external legal stuff, uh, one thing that comes to mind for me is uh, the legal setup for me is is between like interpersonally very low on the level of importance because of the mm -hmm. Dalton kind of fellowship connection. Like I, right. I like implicitly trust these guys so much because of that, which I think is really interesting and kind of amazing for us working together. You know, if we're getting like sued mm -hmm. or something by some external party, that's a different story, but I don't like, obviously people should have legal protections and whatever, but I feel like that's not a huge priority for me to personally, which is a very interesting situation. I've not been in before. Yeah. The, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's good. Josh, should we, um, turn off our videos? Do you think that would help you? Um, probably not. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. We can. Um, give it a shot. Me, me leaving China is the only thing that's right. going to make this work. It's going to help you. Uh, and we, we want to talk about that. The, um, uh, so for the front end side, do, do you think that it's, is it always just going to be best practice to, be using kind of React or um, you know some of those frameworks, or is Sale going to develop? Or how, how do you see the future of front end for what you guys are doing? You want to take first crack, Vinny? Yeah, I can go on that a little bit. Um, so just for some context, um, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about is everyone doing Hoon? I come from a full stack background, like like reps have said, and I traditionally didn't ever want to touch the front end. I was like very much a back end guy. Um, and I eventually started to, to warm up to the front end mostly because I, I went off on my own and I had to take the entire stack for all client projects. So I warmed up to it and now I'm using it here mostly. I'm not doing a ton of Hoon yet. Um, and uh, everything I've built so far has been in Vue.js, not React, um, which has kind of been the norm for, for other uh, entities. So I think that's kind of fun for us. Um, but to answer your question, 
uh, I've got a few ideas there. I, I think that I think this is kind of a, a you know a gap bridger for now to be using this this front end stack on top of Herbit. I think ultimately at the you know some far beautiful future there is uh, like some unified you know front end system that that the back end can kind of inform and something like not far off of uh, like what, what Apple does. And not that that's the model, but something along those lines where you don't have this other kind of language kludged in. Um, and, you know, maybe there's, maybe sale develops into that. Um, maybe, maybe a way to get there is writing tooling for sale so that you can kind of have the standard um, JavaScript developer experience that you expect in 2022. And you can have that using sale, which kind of isn't exactly there today. Some of the, some of the kind of de- developer experience tooling. Um, so I guess the short answer is I'd, I'd love to stop writing JavaScript as soon as possible and have some much more elegant, uh, kind of Herbit native way of dealing with UI. And I, I think that maybe that connects a little bit into something we might talk about later, the kind of data storage, um, ideas that we have. I think there's ways to represent, you know, how data should be represented in the front end without relying on the front end language to do it. And there's some, there's some stuff there. This is also a problem that. I, I I guess you could say that I have a similar but um, altered story to to uh, Sagram's in that I really enjoy doing the back end work in Hoon and find that doing the front end for any software that I produce tedious and frustrating because I don't have the skill set to do it well. And part of that is because even if I can do it in sale, I'm still beholden to like understanding CSS and understanding web design elements and building out that XML document kind of manually um, in in even the best sale environment. And um, when I do it in JavaScript, it's sort of the same thing. I just don't really know how to do that front end work very well. So I, I find that experience frustrating. It's my great hope that I'm able to produce, you know, elegant and responsive front ends in the future using the language that I am best at um, and without having to, you know, transition into just knowing JavaScript well. Although also Sagram has been kind enough to kind of give me, you know, some tutoring in that area. And so we are trying to up uptrain our engineers, as it were, uh, in the ability to create those front-end globs, because I do think that that's a, a reality for at least some some time uh, into the future. Let's talk about period tracking. Let's talk about period tracking. Yeah, because um, you guys are building a period tracking app, and I'm not sure how to feel about it, because uh, as a patriarch, I require <laughs> my wife to submit her period, her cycle in a Google Doc to me for review. You also prevent uh, her from learning counting so she can't do any fertility like tracking against those information points, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, so this is probably not a software for you, but Mm-mm. I think there are a lot of people <laughs> for whom the software might be applicable. And like... What I think is really interesting about building it um, is that it's responsive to news stories that are, I feel, at once accurate and alarmist and unactioned. And I find that like trifecta of, of realities about these news stories very perplexing. So uh, even just 
yesterday, I think I retweeted an article that was like, Facebook turned over some 16-year-old girl's messages to a Nebraska court so that she could be prosecuted for getting an abortion or something to that effect. I don't know even the reality of that situation or that uh, fact you know, set uh, as it may have come out. But I've seen these articles since the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, I think it's true. I know it to be true after having looked at privacy policies for a few period trackers that exist today that they're willing to do the same thing, turn over your information. And yet I have yet to see anyone actually take any action to resolve this problem. They just say delete your period tracker, which is not a solution to the problem. Um, and so it sort of started as just something that I knew could be done and like thought, you know, it, it exemplifies some of the values of Urbit, but it's grown as we've taken on other participants in this project. We're working with Reciprocal Limited um, on this project as well. We can talk about them in a second. And also Talk Rex Holpen has, has been kind enough to become our champion on this project. So we're getting input from a lot of different parties with a lot of different experiences about From a real tracking. woman. Yeah. In fact, a real woman uh, is advising us on the creation of this tool. Long -winded I don't know how to answer. feel about this. I think I, I think it's I, I love it because it is a realization of a real promise. This is the promises thing, right? Like one of the promises of Urbit is you'll avoid that thing where the internet, as it exists today, can result in your criminal prosecution for what you what you choose to say on it or what you choose to record in private, even. Um, and to action that is the fulfillment of a promise that I think is really meaningful from Urbit. Yeah, and if you don't like it, you could just think of it as a Urbit fixes this, you know, example of countering the state, which everybody can get in on. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It's it's the it's the taking a, um, taking advice from a woman. I, I'm I'm speaking <laughs> on behalf of and on on behalf of Andy. Uh, I just feel like he's going to remain silent, but he's going to secretly stew over there. So I want to. You're saying he's I know the how one he who hates women the most. Right. Well, I mean, we compete. <laughs> some days, you know, are good days and some days are bad. I get it. Well, there's a there's an office trophy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think I, I, I think that's great. Uh, I don't know how like the the religious folks are the, the highly religious folks are going to feel about it. But, you know, whatever. I think I mean, I'll, clearly Benny's correct uh, about the, the statist feeling. I'm surprised you haven't asked us if it's pro or anti-natalist yet. Yeah, because I did name this pro-natalist chat, but I think we know why I did that, don't we? Don't we? Don't <laughs> yeah, we, Vincent? Because people are going to use the the period tracker app to track their fertility and then fuck a lot when they're fertile. Yeah, Th oh, this is right. a Catholic okay. dream. We we are we are building more orbiters. Yeah, uh, people can I, do I did what name they want. You you can. It's a Rashomon. Um, the uh, it, it's like somebody could set up a channel and put up a bunch of kind of word salad left memes. Yeah. And others do not do that. Yeah. The technology is neutral, people. You can use it however you want to. It doesn't I, have feelings. I, I, I really hold fast in does my it, belief. Does it have feelings? Well, it might. <laughs> 
Um, I do think that some days my orbit is nicer to me than others. Some days the code comes together a little more easily. I don't know if that's a feeling or just like destiny, but it might be responding but, to but you. I, you. You might need to take some ownership there. Yeah, that's that's possible. I got to look in the mirror and see mm-hmm. who's pointing back at me, kind of thing. Well, I just think you need Let's, to know your body, right? And <laughs> That's and right. if you do, there's more to your body you, you than your, your bulging forearms from the uh, grip strength competition. The um, cephalopods can sense periods. What was the end? Wait, wait, wait. Their own periods or somebody else's periods? Somebody else's. <laughs> Tactile. Cephalopods? cephalopods? <laughs> so, do so cephalopods what, have periods? The, I think so. Not. They're not mammals. The um uh what is the and in fact I don't even know I don't even know if marsupial I don't know if marsupials I I don't think they have estrus <laughs> cycles yeah but it just it just fills up the pouch it doesn't drain out unless they turn upside down <laughs> it's like one of those cups <laughs> right so it's not even just mammal you know they're, they're not um the non marsupial mammals which are called placentals koalas are marsupials right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost everything in Australia. They're getting if not everything. They're getting destroyed by chlamydia. The whole population is just getting wiped out. That's true. Is that like monkey monkey pox for koalas? The um, that is what was the I mean, what 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 was the end game of an octopus? Did did you well, have prizes? No, the the end game is still yet to be produced because solidity is an absolute pain uh, and a bore. But the ultimate goal is to produce as uh, NFTs uh, each one of those product or each one of those images as an NFT as an ERC nine nine eight token, which uh, is basically like a seven twenty one that can be attached to other 721s um and then also can like uh ingest i guess you might say uh additional 721s and so the goal will be someday to finish this and write it up so that the octopus that you made can attach to your ship and can receive other nfts that you want to attach to it uh and then you could do something like using ETH watcher to read which NFTs are attached to which ships by like reading the contract of an octopus. That that's the ultimate goal. I've just failed to produce that um, in a timely fashion, frankly. How did you guys? Because you were the first place that I heard of Dolly, and now everybody is doing it in I think less creative ways than the an octopus project. So how how did you get kind of keyed into that so early? Well, I'll, what would really happen there is actually kind of interesting. I was looking for a tool to allow me to do this, and I ended up finding one. It, it's actually not using a Dolly model, but instead using hotpot.ai. And the minute, I, I swear to you, the minute I finished coding out um, the thread that that uh, I used to do this. So this is actually, the way that Inactivus worked is it used a product that we made called Crow which is a chat bot that we are going to update for Chatstead. And we have some ideas about how that's going to look. But um, at the time, it was operating against GraphStore. And I had just implemented this new functionality that allows you to write a thread that Crow can run based on a prompt. And 
I had just finished writing out the one that will do this hot pot AI integration and take a prompt from the chat and turn it into an AI generated image. And like immediately thereafter, I started getting, I had looked high and low to find good APIs for doing this work and eventually settled on this one that I found, which did a good enough job. I don't mean to disparage it, but like the day after I finished coding that and like kind of launched it, I started seeing notifications on Twitter of Dolly 2 just came out and look at these amazing images that it can make. And I was like, (laughs) no, what a terrible (laughs) turn of events. So that's sort of my relationship with Dolly 2. I'm forever uh, frustrated by its untimely entrance. Well, I didn't I I didn't pick up on the fact that they were even different. I, I guess now that you mention it, I, I can see it a little bit, but I, I I think you'd have to be sort of a specialist to be as offended as you are. Yeah, it, it was just <laughs> it was a it was just a real frustration for me because I would have liked to have built it for Dolly too because I think that would have that would have had a lot of synergistic effect. Nonetheless, I think the project went really well. I think people really enjoyed doing it. Yeah, I think that people really loved big goth big titty goth girlfriend that was one of the top results can i tell you i've kept alive for months my wife is standing in the doorway to my office so i'm hesitant to say this but (laughs) i kept alive for like three months the voting that we did on which ones we wanted to like re-roll using the better ai framework which cost me like 50 dollars a month just to keep the data alive so that i uh, didn't lose it. I, I do have that data backed up and finally canceled that subscription, but I spent like $200 completely unnecessarily just to maintain it. I wouldn't say it was unnecessary. If no, you that's kept, right. If you kept if her you alive, kept that one, titty, yeah. goth the, girlfriend, um, uh, octopus. I, I, I want to ask all. about Pete. I want to ask about Pete and because I think it is... Um, I want to make sure I'm understanding it correctly. So... You're a woman, you have a, not you, but a, a, a person is a woman and has the period <laughs> tracker and they, ha- and they have, One is they, a woman. they want to, ha- sure. right. And then, and then they, they have an abortion and then they want to, you know, sort of like wipe their orbit. Now the feds can subpoena, you know, like get a warrant and bring it back. Yeah. Well, Look you're talking you about outside of orbit, right? I think he's talking about yeah. keep uh, in the in the Pete keep suite. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you could be backing it up to an external party. This is a very meta joke, Andy. I feel like maybe we should introduce some of these concepts before <laughs> before taking the user down this road. Uh, but we're. we're I, I pre- love how clinically he described what a woman was, though. <laughs> it was good. A woman is a person uh, who is a woman. He was describing it in terms of shapes. You know, it's a very non-word cell definition. Um, But I think you've pointed to two things that are happening here. We are coming out with a backup suite uh, that will allow people to backup and restore both agent state and chat state from GraphStore or also Chatstead. We're going to make sure that we're with the times when that rolls out fairly soon, apparently. Um that's a Wait, re- you, you keep mentioning Chatstead. Should I know what this is? Is this yeah. a new new is it a, a, a new storage for chat or something? It is. It's a completely new uh underpinning for the the social graph system that we have on Orbit. And I'm probably 
saying too much without permission, but you know, they don't, they don't have an NDA on me. You know what I mean? Um, but basically mm. it's just a retelling of the story that graph store told with some new affordances for, uh, a variety of reasons for helping out how landscape renders things and so on. Okay. All right. Carry on, please. So we're making this backup utility. We okay. Let's let's start with the problem. The problem is currently Urbit's not perfectly stable because it's still in development. That means that oftentimes people do things that uh, break their ship. When they do that, they lose critical resources. That makes the joy of using Urbit uh, lessened, or it dampens your experiencing of that joy because you lost all the shit that you liked on your Urbit. Urbit's supposed to be a forever computer. And we are working on solutions that will afford people that forever computer experience by being able to back up the state of their agents and their graphs to either files or to an externally trusted third party. And one of the most interesting things about that suite of products that will launch ideally around assembly, if not before that, um, is that it's also going to come with a middleware tooling set called Bank that will allow you to charge for the facilitation of the service of holding backups for other people. So theoretically, you could say, yeah, sure, I'll store your backups and make sure my orbit's up for a dollar a month or whatever. And then uh, I should say a, a one USDC a month because it's all based on Ethereum-based payments. But that suite of software is coming out soon. And then to circle back, Andy's joke was then that in restoring a pregnancy that was recorded in our full stop agent, the period tracker using keep, you could bring it back so that no crime had been committed. I think is the general contours of that. Right. He's not going to date. No, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm saying they could some, some like federal agent can kick down the door and make you, have backed up or maybe they'll i don't know maybe i don't understand the technology correctly well that's interesting i, I so like we, i i like the name full stop though that that's what now that's what i want to say full stop's a good name it is a good it is a good name it's Who's, almost worth the app is almost worth it just for that gag that's basically what um, my whole bit is is <laughs> like i come up with a name for a software that's like that's funny what would that do and then I work backwards. Is there. crow is is crow is crow from um, the MST three K? Well, I do. Yeah, yes, I do love Crow T robot, um, and so crow being a robot is part of that logic working backwards from the name. Yeah, for sure. I think that Tom Servo is good. There's the. <laughs> do you remember the movie? He's good. <laughs> Zoomers, Which, Zoomers do, are like, what are these guys talking about? Do you remember the movie? Which MST? movie? I don't see it. Uh, they did do. They did do a cinema. They did do a uh, like a cinema oh, release. Oh, three K the movie. Yeah, yeah okay. and I, so, I, yes. I think it was. I oh, I think it was the day the Earth stood this still. This island I, Earth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, this I, island Earth. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. I've literally watched all thirteen seasons plus the KTMA season. I'm not sure if those are in thirteen inclusive or thirteen uh, twelve plus one, but. All of those of the original Mystery Science Theater, I have it on a hard drive around here somewhere, but that was like one of my initial massive like torrents. I love Mystery Science Theater. 
Can someone help oh, no, it's, me and anyone else who hasn't seen it as much as, as you guys? How do they make a movie version if each episode is a movie? I, I mean, it was just the show. So, so it was, you know, the same setup of the, them watching a movie and making fun of it. Moderately but, higher but production in the cinema. quality. Yeah, and I mod- mean moderate. moderately. <laughs> gotcha. I've seen those cats live too. Uh, they do cinematic Titanic and riff tracks now. And I've seen both of them at a live venue do a presentation of the same thing, which is literally just you watching a movie on a screen with five people in front of that screen facing the screen telling gags about the, <laughs> the stuff that's happening on the screen. It's wonderful. That's that like great. going to a... Uh, um, I would. I'm not going to even say it. There, I know what you're going to say. I need the this, it, it's. He's going to say that it's like going to the. Uh, what is it? The it's sweet, like going sexy to transvestite the Union show. No, oh. no, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say it, it's like going to a <laughs> from, movie from theater. transsexual Transylvania. There's a certain population. <laughs> that likes to talk a lot during movies oh. and describe what's uh, going on. And it's, it can be a lot of fun. Sure. He means yeah. Jewish it's, people. Right. When you go into the Hasidic, you know, town center and the, like the Hasidic, yeah, when you go to curious, curious Joel, when you go to curious Joel and go to the cinema there, which right. I'm sure there is one. Um, it's, it's like that. Yeah, they hang a it's sheet in front of the projector booth, Fit- but they cut a hole for the lens. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Fiddler on the Roof on repeat. I just saw it for the first time a couple weeks ago. So it's good. There's really the a Fiddler on the Roof. The Topol, the yeah. Topol movie or a, you, yeah. you went to see yeah, it? Yeah, no, production. the Topol movie. Okay. They don't play the jazz singer. Mm. You gotta respect some Neil Diamond. Not, not so, not so, not not so much anymore. Mm. Is he on what's the, the rocks? What's the movie I was? That's a love on the rocks joke. Is he is he on the outs for some reason? I didn't know that. Who? I don't know. What are we talking about? Asala, Neil Diamond. Uh, he said not so much anymore. Uh, As I, if he's I, been canceled. Yeah, I thought maybe no, Neil really? Diamond had done something. No, that's what I was asking. You just mean because he's <laughs> I, I not popular think, no, Neil, anymore. No, 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 no. Neil, Neil Diamond is not canceled. He's not canceled. He's popular okay. in this household. Roger. <laughs> Roger is. Roger Diamond? <laughs> Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, you know Roger. No, no I don't from, know. Uh, from that... From that band, yeah, he said some uh, things Roger about Waters, uh, Taiwan, yeah, yeah. about about the Ukraine and Taiwan, uh, uh, the Pink, yeah. Pink Floyd. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, he got canceled last moderately, week. Moderately, moderately heterodox. Yeah, it was the most. It was very milk toast, to be honest. But they got him anyway. He just had a a, a sort of realistic opinion about what we should be doing in Taiwan and. The Ukraine. Like nothing, I hope. Yeah, and he said, you know, maybe they had a point. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he said. And and he said, you know, maybe they have a point about NATO expansionism, Ah. which seems seems to me pretty tame. But uh, luckily, 
luckily this podcast is not quite as big as Pink Floyd yet, so our um yeah, our level a- of exposure to this kind of stuff is slightly less. It'll only come back to haunt you in like ten years, not tomorrow. Oh right. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's fine. And and really only Vinny because he's the the you know face guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good reason yeah oh, when the, the guys the, at the wait, italian you, social clubs in uh yeah you guys cannot say i thought maybe the joke was that Vinny's the whitest guy in the room but that i've seen both I think of you it might be the opposite no yeah <laughs> i think we're the browner people in the room we win uh Vinny, well, you are yeah, Italian, i right? think i think that yeah yeah and, yeah i mean the italians are not white but <laughs> We can say that on the podcast. It used to be, at least. What? They're people of color. Josh is there saying Garibaldi didn't unite (laughs) unite Italy. He divided (laughs) Africa. (laughs) I mean, you guys have seen that Tarantino movie. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that specific quote is referenced in the Tim Dillon Curtis Yarvin episode that just came out. Is it really? Yes. And it's weird because I was just listening to it on the way I walked to get my car back from the shop and uh, I was listening to it on the way. And I, that maybe, maybe we don't want to talk about this, but that was probably one of the, well, I heard the second, second half of that interview. So I didn't, I didn't hear the eggplant. If there was an eggplant, joke in there i didn't hear that but i did hear the second half so go ahead so i i think i can talk about it go ahead it it's the most tedious strange and strained conversation i've heard in a long time by design like do you think was it a performance piece or was was it just just the the content is so exhausted i'll talk about the part that i think is most tangential to this podcast there was discussion of urban on it and the discussion was, and I think most people have rightly p- perceived of this, something like, oh, Urbit's dumb and also you're too dumb to understand it and also don't look for it because it's only for cool people. And people have understood that to be something like a way of attracting those cool people, but that is certainly sort of not the message. Yeah. yeah, but it, it, that's not the way that that messaging works. You can't just, that's like, trying to set your own nickname in high school to ace. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can't just Mm -hmm. do that through fiat. You kind of have to have that experience. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't, I was not feeling that. I'm not sure what that was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw it. Yes, you're, you're quite right. He, he does seem to pan Urbit, but it, uh, I thought it was obviously a shtick and there were people on Twitter whom I will not name uh, who didn't seem to perceive it as a shtick and I got into an argument with them. Well, the problem, the, the problem, the problem, Josh, is like you you don't need to be convinced that it's a shtick and for our bags to be pumped, those other people do. Right. Right. And and to me, Um, like, the shtick definitely read. It's not that I didn't read that it was a shtick. It's more like it was, like, sophomoric. And 
not well executed. Well, this is good. This is good because I think, I mean, obviously disavow Curtis Yarvin. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's a near reactionary. <laughs> he jerk. doesn't. Right. He doesn't understand the urbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't get the project at all. It's true. No. I, I. I don't know. I just. I. I want to really like everything that he does, and I. I have trouble getting through some of his readings, and I have trouble sitting through some of his pods. If I'm honest. I I don't. On the other hand, I, I, the the pros. I will say this for Yarvin. I think that he is maligned uh, for being long winded, and I have always said, uh, you know, he it takes him exactly as long as it takes. You know, it's like a bike ride. You go on a nice country bike ride, right? You you're not you're not trying to get from A to B, and neither is Yarvin. And I appreciate that when I'm reading Yarvin, I'm going on a nice. I mean, I've never read Yarvin, but if I did, I'd be going on a nice country backroads bike ride yeah. uh, in the springtime. See, so I don't get it when when people when people pan him for being too loquacious, too verbose, right over the top. Um, I don't love the poetry. Uh, sorry, poetry should rhyme and have meter. I think it's. I think it's very. I think it's very, uh, very much pandering to his, um, his elitist base that that he doesn't make rhyming poetry with meter. Um, and frankly, it's tasteless. It's like brutalism, you know. That's interesting. But he's doing. But he's doing it to my ear. He's brutalizing my ear. Or your eye, surely. No, 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 no. The inner no, no. ear. No. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. The 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 you know the ears. The the mouth's ear must move, as as William Gass would say. It's the 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 ear of the mind. So I'm reading it, but you know when you're reading when you're reading poetry that has uh, sonorous qualities to it, you you can you, you sub vocalize right. And your mouth is moving, and you can f- you can feel it. The words have shape. Uh, it's very synesthetic. And anyway, uh, there should be sonic qualities to poetry. And if there aren't, it isn't poetry, right? That's why you can't if speed read poetry. A piece of software. That's that's right. Yeah, I mean, this is true. But uh, I'm I don't know. There's there must be some uh, analogy in his world. In you guys know software. What's the analogy here? You know, if uh, you put together a, a front end and it didn't, I don't know. None of the links worked. You wouldn't call it a front end, would you? You'd call it some text. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not poetry, is what I'm saying. It's just some some fucking text. Yeah. So stop calling it poetry. Just because you put it in in column format, that doesn't make it poetry. It just got a you narrow know? screen. Also italicized. Yeah. That that helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I know it's poetry. Yeah. Or you. Yeah. Or you don't put a period until the very end of this long <laughs> column of text. That doesn't make it a poem. I got. I mean, I get really hot about that. It gets me really angry. Well, I see some. Well, I see see what's called poetry, but it doesn't seem to have meter. I, uh, it's, I'm getting, 
I'm getting a bit <laughs> emotional now. I'm going to have to – let me take a break. You guys – So, what's next guys for Cortex? <laughs> Thanks, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing it back. The, the next thing for us is expanding into finding – Okay, so we talked about how I'm trying to fulfill some of the promises that people see in Orbit by the software that we produce, and we're going to continue to do that. And we're going to continue to do that through our own volition and through seeking grants uh, through the foundation and producing software that we think will be viable for the community. But we also want to find ways to fulfill the vision of promises that other people have in their response to Orbit. And so that's the seeking out of uh, other entities that are interested in building something on Urbit, but maybe don't have the technical expertise in Urbit to do that right away. And we have some of those coming down the pipeline. I'm not entirely at liberty to discuss all of that, but I I think that you'll find us soon as a, you know, a, a household name when it comes to places that want things built on Urbit. Mm. The um, uh, you mentioned something with uh, the Pete, Pete Keep or Keep Pete, the um, yeah. the this sort of the payments uh, aspect of it. Is that something that you think is portable to some other uh, applications? It is, and I'll preview here that we are hopeful that we'll we'll have uh, some time at assembly to talk through this with our our lead engineer, uh, Wickram, Wickrun, uh, about that. But the, the basic concept is we see a need for the ability to transform agent behavior, behavior, uh, arbitrarily by the user. So this is something like a plugin model. You can imagine how critical those are. Like how many plugins do you have running on the browser in which we're talking presently, right? Or perhaps in which you're listening, uh, dear listener, um, those plugins are critical for most of the stuff you want to do on the internet today, right? Like your MetaMask plugin and your pop-up blocker and what have you. Uh, and we need that on Urbit as well. Um, the payment rail system that, that's that been built by Cordis is um, designed to be a middleware agent like that. So it takes in an agent and it transforms it and it produces like additional behaviors on top of the existing behavior set. And so, yes, that should be transmissible or um, reproducible in the context of effectively any other agent. Uh, currently, that requires some amount of changing to the code. Uh, so that's like if you've ever installed the debug agent uh, or library on an agent, uh, it just transforms the agent into an agent that also has the debug scries available to it, basically. Um, it does some other stuff too, but that's the general gist of it. Uh, and so bank works in the same way by adding a line into the code that says, okay, apply this library to this agent and then also importing the library. But we're also hoping to work on solving that problem and making it so that users don't have to have technical competence in Hoon at all to be able to install these sorts of libraries, uh, as additive behaviors to their agents that they're currently using. So I think that's a pretty expansive idea in terms of how it could be implemented or what could be implemented in that way. Um, but I'm really excited about where that takes us. 
One of the things that just, yeah. I'm going to bloviate a little bit here. One of the things that it gets us closer to is the, it's my data and I'll use it the way that I want. Um, and Cordis has, uh, I, I, we're pretty focused on that concept right now in terms of the promises that we're trying to fulfill. Um, I, for instance, on the, the, um, period tracker app, I'm, really trying to make sure this that all of the data will be available to well for instance i know that somebody on urban is working on like a biometrics data store already um that i think we'd want to port the data to so that if you don't like our period tracking app you can switch to a different one but even within the period agent that i'm working on and under the current paradigm of having the agent stored in the the specific gall agent to wit um, and then needing to expose that through Scryspace and stuff like that. I'm working on making sure that this agent will be interoperable with a number of different conceivable front ends, including like offline syncing front ends so that they, you know, a what do they call it? An air gapped front end that you could maybe take a message from and put it on an SD card and put it on something else and sync it to your orbit or whatever. So if you're like hyper paranoid about this, we should be able to accommodate that. Um, anyway, just to, to back up, that's one of the things that we want to do is think about data availability and um, think about agent modification and how those things can be eff effectuated by a a nominal user of Urbit, like ju just a base level user of Urbit, and then also like external devs who are responding to an agent that currently exists. It's a lot of information, sorry. I'll add a tiny bit more that's maybe tangential, but um, I, when I first found Urbit, there were a lot of things that I thought it could be, uh, you know, the kind of the, the promises, the taglines that you see. And, you know, obviously we're not there yet, but I'm extremely motivated to make those things happen. And like I spent long enough working on software that didn't matter and I didn't care about. And I feel like there's a path here for this thing that could really be all the stuff that I want. And I know a lot of other people want to. And, uh, making sure we fulfill those promises is at least, you know, it's very important to me. And I, I think maybe, I don't know if this is incorrect or not, but it's one of the reasons that I was not interested at least early on in taking outside investment. You know, I wanted to make sure we can do this the way we feel is right for now. Um, so um, that might slide in there. Not taking awesome. outside investment. You mean Cordis not taking outside investment, or I mean that, that was like early days of of Cordis. That that you know that path might might change in the future, but uh, that was you know early on. Uh, Eric mentioned that a little bit ago, early in the podcast. Okay, I, I may have been. Uh, I may have. Yeah, you fell off. I bit. may have been. Yeah, I got canceled by by she. She every time I start talking about China, my my internet falls out. <laughs> Get out while you still can, man. I'm trying, man. So, uh, not to change the subject wildly, but I'm going to try anyway. Um, I saw something recently that China is actually suffer suffering um, a stronger demographic collapse than a lot of the rest of the world, mm -hmm. and that like repop population counts have been semi inaccurate. Care to comment? <laughs> I mean, I'm doing my best. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I have two kids, so that means that I've created one full Chinese person and one full American. <laughs> um, are they separated down the kid or are they like half and half? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, both of my children are, in fact, half white and half yellow. Okay. Can I say that? In China, you can say that, but I don't know if you can say that in America. I'm not really sure what the the probably the, probably not. Uh, well, we're gonna do it anyway. I got a question about. Uh, let me just say this before people start before people start canceling me about calling Chinese people yellow. That's what they call themselves. They do. Okay? So if you yes, and you're currently so in China, so you, you could do it. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think though? If you ask them, like, what is your skin color? Are they going to say white? I did. I, no. I, it hadn't occurred to me, but then I thought yellow must be responsive to another version of white because I have in, internalized uh, white uh, supremacy. No, you know no, what no. I mean? If you if you look if you look at the you know you can look at um, Chinese writing from 150 years ago, and they call themselves the Yellow Race. Fascinating. Uh, now people people are going to say that that's a response to um you know imperial imperial western powers or whatever but uh the color yellow was you know um the co- the color yellow is important to to uh chinese aside from skin color um anyway so yeah they call them i mean they call themselves yellow it's it's to them it's not a big deal it's like i call myself white my wife calls herself yellow uh, if to answer, but what she says is, I would like, I would like to be whiter. <laughs> <laughs> Does she use those to creams? answer your question? They all do. Yeah. Um, the the I uh, but yeah yes. the, the 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 demographic. Uh, I think demographic data in in China is pretty accurate. Like they have a you know there's not like a missing hundred million people or an extra hundred million people or anything like that. Just like the COVID data is very the, accurate. Well, no, <laughs> that is a bunch of BS. The internet um, goes out again. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but the, 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 the thing that, the, but definitely, I mean, like to bring up COVID, I think that the, 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 um, the implosion from that is probably even more pronounced than elsewhere. And that will have, have an effect, um, you know, but it, it certainly is, you know, I mean, now they're sort of doing this voltfass uh, and trying to kind of get people to have as many children as possible. I don't know any number of period tracking apps that will get them to do that because um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like turning the Titanic. But um, I'm, I'm going to lose they, they my have, uh... battery soon, just so you guys know. All right. Well, a likely story, but yeah, they have um they they have just just uh gone to the three child policy. That's as of like what a year and a half ago. But that's because they realize uh, they're going to have to keep upping upping it at some point soon. I assume that they're just going to do away with the child policy altogether. Yeah, I mean, that takes time. But anyway, you're talking like on the scale of generations. Like you might not. I mean, this you know I'm yeah. out of my depth here, but I would think that a nation that has demographic issue. Even if they have a plan for it that's 60 years out, well, you might not you, survive the, the interim. There's a couple of things. One is is you've memed people so hard on one child or two ch- – you know, and, and so that's one thing about it. But then it's like just the, the, the pressures for like an upper middle class I – mean, you guys can look up IQ shredders um, and like a disavow other stuff that these people have set. But I mean it, it's definitely true like, you know, this this professional – managerial class, middle class, lifestyle in China is super expensive if, and raising kids in it is very, very hard and time consuming and everything. And it's just the idea that people would have like three or four 
children outside of like the quite wealthy and even them like for other reasons they won't i mean it's just is not going to happen it's not no also it's got that it's got a very rat rat utopia vibe i don't know if any any might know what i'm know what talking, talking about. about from hong kong well no but i i mean i know you know the 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 rat utopia oh, okay. but i mean like the the sort of the way that cities are set up in china as um you know uh they're, they're called little neighborhoods or whatever but but they're set up as these um gated communities right and inside the gated community is uh a square with a few trees and whatnot and i mean they're quite nice Everything's taken care of, but you know it's just this concentrate, this huge concentration of people. It's Corbusier. This is we, we talked to Galen about this uh, months ago. Yeah. Oh, and then we lost Andy. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it is, and 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 it's a uh, it's a situation where where everybody's put into this into this um, uh, I guess pressure cooker together. Uh, all of your needs are met, but I mean, there's no, there's no hiking. Nobody's going hiking during the weekend. There's no outdoorsiness. There's no such thing as the outdoors in China. Not really. Um, and I don't know. I think that, I think that has a lot to do with it because I th I think that it's pretty much a rat utopia and, and, uh, people are just not going to have kids. That's really interesting. The pressures that he talks about are, are are very true but also i just think the environment here has knocked off like 20 percent of my otherwise very high testosterone that's uh yeah and it's so there's another reason to leave it's something like are, are you leaving then that's the that's the turnabout here yeah, yeah okay yeah. i'm yeah I'm, I'm getting out you're not coming back here yeah. are you i i will say having visited uh having gone abroad recently i visited england uh I am once again sure that that's a silly country and that this is a serious country and that there's at least still some value to being an American. So, but I take it you're probably not coming. Oh, what shock of oh. shocks. I am coming to America, yes. Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah. Well, at no. least for at least for six months, because this is well, another yeah. thing: is that my parents have never that physically seen their grandchildren. My my daughter's five, and my son's three. Yeah. And Don't you have like a parking spent ticket most of their lives under the COVID regime. Come back, uh, you know. And for that, I will. <laughs> that's not America. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's some beautiful that's some beautiful Lord. No, that's the state of South Carolina. I don't ever, I don't actually ever have to yeah, go to South Carolina. Nobody needs to go to South Carolina. We're good, don't go back there. Nah, I mean, you know, not really. States states rights, whatever, federal system. Fuck those Hell guys. Yeah. I believe I believe I believe that Georgia would go to war for me against South Carolina trying to collect their you know, I think in right. Georgia if, they have some South of those Carolina movie theaters. Me. So I mean, like I'm, a son, I'm a son of the true South. So, uh, yeah, where are you, are you? I didn't know you were from. Anyway, I guess yeah, I not, probably knew that. Um, what? Where? It's, do you mind revealing is, where yeah, you are like from my hometown specifically in Georgia? Has got one of those. The middle bit. Okay. Oh, the middle bit. Yeah. Yeah. I do know the middle bit. 
uh, from the middle bit. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, yeah, you guys know the middle bit. Yeah, from the, I'm from Central Georgia. About, I I don't want to say I don't want to say anything more than that because not I'm 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 poss- It's possible to dox me, obviously. Uh, I've you know, put a lot of information day, out there. I'm not trying I to not get boxed, but I'm also not a trying personality who I thought to you make were. it easy. <laughs> or maybe you, you are. Know? I'm not sure. Um, but that was mean? a. There was there's a Twitter account that I I don't know if I want to say it because if it's true that might be a secret and if it's false that might oh, that's, also be that hurts. Roy Blackstone. All right, yeah. So you're not that. Roy Blackstone. At, at some point, just I thought you just were Roy Blackstone. I'll cut it out because I've never, I've never even heard of that. But it's somebody account. I gave Who some planets to back in the day, and I thought <laughs> that was the one where I gave you some. Yes, I don't even know who that is. Oh, that's why you thought it was me. You gave. Some let me say that you gave planets to a an absolutely phenomenal ship poster who is uh, no longer with us, but he was. Really, if you're out there, DM Rapsef and uh, drop some hints about you know Middle Georgia and Twitter and ship poster who's now <laughs> sadly gone. And I am also. Oh, I I, I still don't know who that guy is. <laughs> I'm so glad I haven't had to shut my but, uh, down because that would really. Yeah, I've had to. Sh- I've had like to I shut down some Twitter accounts trying. because you know if this shit has shit has gone sideways before. Let me tell yeah, you yeah. when when somebody when a when a, like a, a New York Times reporter. I'm I'm just I'm not saying it was a New York Times reporter. I'm just saying someone like that. You know how. This is these people are. I can say this with a hundred percent certainty: absolute psychopaths who don't care about the truth. Uh, they will, they will make up totally incoherent lies, and twenty thousand people or more will believe their bullshit and come after you. And some of those people are all journalists themselves. And if you if you've ever had the opportunity to have journalists try to dox you and your family uh for some shit posts you made online um you'll know how terrifying it can be because you're thinking to yourself you know these people are going to find me out i'm going to lose my job i've got kids to feed they don't obviously right they can act like complete uh anti-social whack jobs and and you know they'll be given a promotion for it so anyway uh, good uh, opsec, fellas. That's what you want. Good opsec. Good opsec. And, and um, you're making me second guess you know, it now. <laughs> I'm not going to fed post, but I will say that those people are psychopaths and they need to be. Well, I I made an opsec miss opsec misstep one time and paid nearly paid dearly for the for it, but uh, luckily it didn't it didn't. They weren't able yeah, to get I've me. Yeah, I've done a terrible job too. Oh, yeah, that's but, what I'm, I'm yeah, man, it's, hedging it's, on it's shit awful, posting only awful. in private forums. Keep good opsec That posts. way, you know, or don't I, can, ship I can keep my same Twitter account and not worry about it. But, yeah. 
they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna find this well, out I eventually. The, we're all that's the we're one all I'm going hoping for. If I can just you know, hold out either, long enough, like this is also my plan. I know down, that the U.S. government's never gonna cancel collapse. student loans. Like one they just the don't other, have the guts but, for it. But I am holding out hope that all of these yeah. systems will collapse before they figure out how to restart them. So you know, I think we got another six months on the current calendar, and then like I think we'll push <laughs> it again then. But I, I'm not worried. Mm. Oh, is it? Do you think it's going to be another like February? And now I actually I I don't know if they've said anything because I know that there was like an extension on the you know the student loan extension, not the collapse of the government. uh, I was totally off step there. No, no, (laughs) I'm I'm predicting that the collapse of the government happens within side the window that I have before I have to start paying again, and that that will solve the problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know I'm I I kind of am too. Yeah. I think that that's I think that might be true. I don't think that they're ever going no, to because they've no, already I, pushed I, it. I'm serious. You, I think right. I don't think they're it, ever going to be able to stop. Unless you vote yourself out of office, but like I don't think they're ever going to be able to turn that off. Uh, turn that back left. on. You know, um, all of the at least the, the all of the things that's the other yeah. insane thing about the the poor right. Democratic Party right now is like right. all of the things that you've been claiming you were holding out against for these, you know, on 50 years are falling apart. Like you've completely failed to deliver on your promise. And I don't know how you come back to voters and say, we're still here to protect your reproductive rights. And we're still here to cancel your student loan debt when you can't get those things done. Um, So I think they have to push it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm enjoying because you know I was I was doing the thing where you pay the you you pay the student loan, but if if you're gonna tell me there's no, uh, you know, right? I'm not gonna. My loan is not. Yeah, if I have zero consequences to not paying, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, like what's the what's the rational thing to do there? Is it is it to pay off my? Yeah. Right. Exactly right, and I, you know, so I'm just, I'm just watching the thing sit there, and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> That's I, don't my operational gonna, theory I don't think they're least. ever going to turn it back on again. So the thing's just going to sit there until the government collapses, and uh, I'll just, I'll keep buying crypto, I guess. I got one more thing we can discuss if you want, Josh. Um, we are, we're. I, I think I'm going to commit to this and this Vinny, good. you can tell me if we should excise <laughs> this or not, but we're going to build, well, let me, yeah, here's my transition from our Chinese conversation earlier. What is the word in Chinese for America? And what, yeah. what does it mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. I got it right. <laughs> okay. And so, what, And what does the second half of that word sound like? Go on, Eric. <laughs> it sounds like a uh, beautiful country. So, or, yeah, we are going. It, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to make it sound like Gora. Oh, we do. Uh, I we're going to build uh, some oh, okay. enhancements if to think, Gora so. for assembly. So, we had Gora come out right after assembly last year, and we hope to have this version out simultaneous with. But it's basically going to be a rehauling of the entire system with two new big features for users 
the first one is going to be the say the word for America in Chinese again. Gora, which is a type of Gora that each ship <laughs> will have on their own. Um, each each ship that installs Megua. Gora will have a Megua Gora that is representing <laughs> of their imprimatur of like um, blue checkedness, <laughs> like authority or trustworthiness or something to that effect. The general concept of I can use this to vouch for someone else. So this is the distillation of the Gora concept into one unit that is uh, not divisible and not reproducible into more more types. Uh, and we're going to use that and hopefully submit um, a PR to escape as well to allow you to surface that. So the idea would be something like, I can vouch for the two guys on my team and they will show up as dark blue check marks and escape and they can vouch for two other people, let's say, and those four people that they vouch for will show up as a slightly diminished check or, or some indicator that it's a second order connection of this blue checkedness uh, status. And we'll run that out a few iterations uh, and allow that to be surfaced in the agent. So we're hoping to, yeah. Mm, so let me see if I got this clear that that the the blue checkedness is is sort of based on my social graph, like people that I exactly and that you verified. Yeah. So yeah, the Out the verification is like people. So we're thinking like four or five hops or three or four hops. My or people whatever. are verifying or something um, like that. So you get the Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe is it six degrees? Maybe we should take it out to six yeah, just yeah, in yeah. case. Um, but. The other one that we're thinking of is is the stackable Gora thing. And primarily, that's a way for me to avoid a responsibility I currently am supposed to still have, which is taking attendance at every Dalton meeting and issuing a Gora for it. Uh, in this way, we'll have the stackable Gora that will allow you to um, issue, issue multiple instances or something like that. It's really just a counter against... It, Ownership on these stackable Gora will be a map of the people who own them to the number of times they've received that plotted. And so this has a number of applications, but one of them could be attendance at a recurring meeting type. Um, yeah. And I mean, the best software is built to, to make your own life easier, uh, which is kind of like how, why we're doing any of this, I guess. But to, to add a tiny bit of romance on, onto it... Uh, to me, Gora is was like the inception of what would be Cordis, and you know it happened at the last assembly. So I think it's only right to uh, to keep iterating on it for each assembly, and hopefully one day in the distant future, Gora will be this Cordis flagship that's just like this disgusting, bloated, forgotten thing, like a start menu or or something that is uh, beautiful and uh, forever. I love that. Start menus. It's a stackable Gora. Yeah, I love. Yeah, when I think romance, I think um, disgusting and bloated. Yeah, yeah. Um, to fat chicks, basically, that's what I think about. Uh, Wait, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about an evening. Sounds nice in Okinawa. Uh, many years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's Some people the big know what I'm talking about. Girlfriend. Oh, it... there's lore. You know this 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 podcast has lore. It has deep lore. Uh, Was it stackable? Uh, she, <laughs> so yeah, she. Uh, I mean, you know, she had a shape. This one. 
<laughs> anyway, um, uh, she was she was round, fellas. Um, I don't. You couldn't you couldn't stack anything that because uh, just everything would roll off. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fu- that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, Is that a good place to stop with fat girls? No, Gora. Gora are stackable. Um, fat girls not stackable, generally <laughs> speaking. Um, there's like a crushing All of that's correct. thing like FedEx. You FedEx can't is just a major perpetrator fat of fat girls. girl stacking. Uh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of... There's a there's a lot of engineering that goes into the packaging of fat girls. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, thank you once again thank you, thank for you. coming on the stack. I mean, for being on the stack. Uh, appreciate it, fellas. Thank you. Thank you.